Hey, sweet listeners, welcome back to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and on this episode, I sat down with Oracle NetSuite's Senior Director of the Latin America Division, Gustavo Musali. And we actually chatted during one of our events, Sweet Connect, in Mexico City. Such a beautiful place. And the comida! Man, I could go on for days, but I'll just stick to the important stuff here. Gustavo and I dive into a little bit of his history, the path that led to his career, his history working at companies like Oracle, Microsoft, and now NetSuite, as well as his evolution leading growth and expansion across the Latin American region. In fact, Gustavo dives into some of the big challenges in this region, how NetSuite is helping companies overcome those challenges, and why this is important not just for NetSuite's Latin American customers, but for companies all over the globe. Gustavo reveals some of the biggest projects NetSuite is rolling out in Latin America, as well as what we can expect from NetSuite in our LAD growth in the future. Stay tuned for all of that and more. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Before we get into this episode with Gustavo Musali, I want to thank our sponsors over at Hint. If you don't know about Hint yet, the brand is all about making the everyday more enjoyable. It started when Kara Golden, Hint's founder, needed a way to drink more water but wanted flavor without all those added sugars and sweeteners that come in most drinks. So she created Hint Water. It has just a hint of flavor from real fruit essences without any of those added sugars or sweeteners. Everyone at NetSuite loves Hint Waters. My personal favorite is the pineapple flavor, but why don't you go check them out for yourself? Go to hint.co slash welcome to get 30% off your first purchase right now. Hi, Gus. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast from Mexico. Yes, for listeners tuning in right now, we are actually recording this episode from Sweet Connect, Mexico City. It's so exciting for a lot of reasons, which we'll get into. But first, Gustavo, I want our audience to get to know you a little more. Are you ready? Perfect. Let's do it. Okay. So can you briefly tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, where you grew up, where you went to school, um, kind of your path leading up to your role, um, well, leading up to your career? Awesome. So thanks, Kendall. Uh, yeah, it's really nice to be here today in Mexico City. We're really excited. Really good event today. And, you know, going back a couple years from now, well, I, I was born and raised in Sao Paulo, Brazil and spent all my career and my life in, in Sao Paulo. Being a native in Brazil, we have faced very a lot of challenges, as you can imagine. But at the same way, after graduating from school, I went to high school into, into Missouri, so which is a very different thing, Missouri in the U.S. So I went, to, I went from a city, which is Sao Paulo, which is like 20 million people living in there. And I went to a city in Missouri called the Loge, which is like 3,000 people was living in there when I was like 15 years old for, for high school, for my senior year, which was very different from me, for me and was really where I learned English as well. So this was, was very different. Then I came back to Brazil to university 
where I went to study business administration. So I got my my BA degree in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil as well. And then I took some time off. I took six months off where I went to Torrance, LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big fan of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the Gracie Academy. Oh, yeah. And I went there for to practice. I practiced since I was 15 years old Jiu-Jitsu and until a couple years ago. So I spent six months in there doing a little bit of everything and living uh, in Torrance, doing a little bit of everything. Also, I delivered pizza in there. But <laughs> anyway, going back to our, to our lives, after that, I came back and started started my job. My first, my first job, I got into a insurance company and just af- after that believe it or not i joined oracle so what I, yeah I, I worked for oracle from 2000 to 2007 starting on pre-sales and being a pre-sale with the oracle applications uh, after that i left to microsoft where i worked a couple years at microsoft as well doing sales and bringing microsoft dynamics by that time to to, to the region as well and was very ve- was a very different opportunity joining NetSuite in the year 2012, mm-hmm. where I basically really went to work alone in the region, taking Latin America itself. I started with the channel business, the channel and the global enterprise accounts, which were both teams at that time. Yeah, uh, I worked with both teams, helping both teams to be successful in the region. And from then on, I developed my career at NetSuite until the point that we are today after the acquisition, and which really helped during the acquisition was you know the time that I spent with Oracle before. So really excited uh, with, with NetSuite until today and really great to have a sweet connect today in Mexico City. Yeah, definitely. Okay, now I have a couple questions that I, I just, I need to unpack some of that stuff right now. Well, first of all, so you were at Oracle, fine. And then you went to Microsoft. I need to know, like, what are some of the biggest differences between NetSuite and a micro- uh, Microsoft? Why did you come back? Uh, NetSuite is a big family, I feel, today. So lo- looking back at that time, I, you know, a lot of people told me that I was crazy because in Latin America, there was this company, NetSuite, didn't exist back in the time. So there was no company, no anything, it was just basically just by myself and a lot of people telling me that I was crazy, but I, you know, I was a hundred percent confident that NetSuite was going to be a successful company. And I was betting everything that I had at that time into NetSuite, which is after they show it up the right thing that we have done. The, the biggest thing I, I think is like, if I could tell you, Microsoft looks like more, you know, uh, slow motion <laughs> company, if you will. That's definitely not what we are. No. We're fast moving. And we're really fast moving. We can do what we want at the pace that we want. We need to serve our customers as fast as we can to make them happier and have our business more sustainable as, as long as we can. Yeah, now I made the mistake of saying you came back because obviously in 2016, we were acquired by Oracle, but you came in 2012 before the acquisition. Um, however, now that we have been acquired, what's it like to be back at Oracle? There's so many um, leaders at NetSuite that I've spoken to that have a very similar background where they started in Oracle, then they went off elsewhere, and then they came to NetSuite, and now they're back at Oracle. So I just have to know, what's that like? 
It was really uh, fun for myself. I met with a lot of people that worked with me back in the year 2000 to 2012, my first my first pass through through Oracle. Some of these people are vice presidents at Oracle. Some of these people are really senior executives at Oracle today, which for us in Latin America really made it made it easier for NetSuite for us to get it together and and have a joint operation for for LAD. And they're really supportive about our business. They really see the opportunity. We're always pushing forward. And it's it has been a very good journey so far. Now, how has, you kind of touched on this, but just to elaborate a little bit more, how has your role evolved um, since you joined the team in 2012? And kind of the second part of that question is, how have you helped lead NetSuite's Latin American growth or LAD growth? That's a great question. So back in the time, I started more on the global enterprise accounts, which was a team focused on, obviously, on enterprise accounts, if you will. And it was tough because NetSuite was trying to get up market at that time. You know, we, we was born as a mid-market company and we were trying to get upper market in a region that we did not have all the, that, the resources and all the recognition from the market as well. So it was a really tough beginning. I can tell you the first year and a half was, I think, the the first year, the worst first year of all my life in terms of professional talking about because it was really tough to develop the business. Uh, and then I, a year after from that, I got channel as well. So I worked with Craig West's team mm -hmm. and I started to do both channel and, and enterprise accounts. And from there, I started to lead in or, or practice with enterprise accounts and, and the channel until the Oracle acquisition. When Oracle acquisition happened, Oracle, you know, NetSuite was very busy, so our leaders at NetSuite were really busy figuring out with what's going on right now and what we need to do. And Oracle leadership, as they knew me from the past, they said, what we need to be successful. Yeah. And put it together, plan to say, this is what we need to do. And from there, we started with 30 people, and then we jumped it to 50, to 80, to 100 plus people that we are as of today. Wow, yeah, and so, you know, that you, as of 2017, that's when you became the senior director of Latin America here at NetSuite. Um, so unpacking that a little bit more, um, can you explain to our listeners what that role entails a little bit more in depth? Yeah. So being, being a senior leader would say it's kind of, NetSuite being my, one of my kids, right, uh, in the region. So I needed to build all the structures instead of, despite of other regions that all the, the structures that was not in place like EMO, yeah. sales reps, SCs, uh, even with support, even with professional services, we need to put all that together and actually push it forward to make it happen and, and have attraction. So uh, what that role accomplishes basically having a photograph, if you will, of NetSuite US or, or NetSuite EMEA and creating that locally for NetSuite Latin America. So that's that's the role that, that we had today and it's what it took from, from us. Do, did you ever worry about being successful, being able to, I mean, you know, when, when you're asked to emulate you know, what's happening in, in North America, let's say. It's a little stressful because how do you know it's going to work here? How do you know the same processes, the same org strategy is going to work in LAD? Uh, I never thought about being successful or not. The thing is, I was always focused uh, on what we need to accomplish today. So divided the bigger picture in 
smaller pictures and get it executed day by day, week by week, months by months until we get to the point uh, that we got. Prior to that was really, I think the hardest part was before the acquisition, to being frank, because the, the kind of support that we had in the past was really uh, smaller than with the acquisition. So when the acquisition happened, uh, for my eyes was like music to my, to my eyes in, yeah. some, in some terms yeah. uh, because then we had the structure and you know I was always confident that we were going to be successful in executing the strategy and adapting some of the things uh, that we need to adapt to our region. I have been working all my life with, with ERPs so you know I had kind of the experience that to understand the market, to understand where we need to go and what we need to do, and, and to, but but I never thought in not being successful. That that was out of my list. Which American company started with a guy in a garage, was featured on Shark Tank, and now has over 1 million customers? Hint, they're reducing crime in neighborhoods everywhere. Here's Ring Video Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff with his secret to success. It's true. In just a few years, we've had huge growth. We've hired hundreds of people, expanded our warehouse, and we're shipping millions of units a year, all while making sure our customers are happy. I've had lots of things to worry about, but I never worry about our finance and accounting because we use NetSuite from Oracle. From the beginning, NetSuite let me see what's going on with my business in real time, from revenues to expenses, customers and orders, even HR. I run my business from a dashboard right on my phone. NetSuite has been my business management system from 10 to a team of over 1,000, and NetSuite will be my choice as we continue to innovate and grow. Go to netsuite.com ring to see how Jamie scaled his business. You'll also get our free guide titled Overcoming Your Five Obstacles to Growth. That's netsuite.com ring for your free guide and the story of a great American company. netsuite.com ring. At Sweet Connect, Mexico City, on stage during the keynote, Lorena Ochoa was on stage, one of the greatest golfers of all time, obviously. And she said her biggest piece of advice to business leaders, athletes, whoever, is don't focus on the negative, what could happen, the failures. Focus on what benefits could come from this. You're doing that. That's pretty awesome. For our listeners that might not quite understand, why has the acquisition impacted NetSuite so much, especially with other regions like Latin America? Like why, why are we able to do more after the acquisition? There are two aspects mainly. One is the kind of investment that Oracle brought to the table that if you w we were only NetSuite, probably, you know, first stage would be two or three reps. Then, you know, one or two solution consultants would be a lot slower than what we were able to accomplish with Oracle at once. Right. So yeah. I think one was the resources that were given to us. And the second one was really knowing the people at Oracle and having a good relationship with them and establishing a very good relationship with Oracle, I think, uh, happened at us to, to push forward. But one of the things that I see today also is just going back to your question about the success or being stressful. Today, I look at back, I see the event that we're having today here in Mexico City I see everything that we have created together with NetSuite on, on this past seven years. Yeah. And it's a huge legacy that we are building and living for, for the company itself and for our customers, for our employees, for everyone that is at the company today. It's, it's so I'm really proud to wake up every morning and come to the office and work at Oracle, work at NetSuite on, on a daily basis. And, and NetSuite is a big family. Even for myself, there was 
you know, far away from the headquarters, I always felt embraced with that that kind of feeling of the the bigger family. I love that. That's great. And you should be proud. It's it's awesome to see. I mean, just to see at Sweet Connect Mexico City how many customers attended, how many partners attended, how many prospects attended. Um, very, very cool stuff. Um, why would you say expansion in Latin America is more important now than ever before for NetSuite? We do have a unique window of opportunity in Latin America that we are really well positioned in terms of product, in terms of people, and in terms of market. Mm -hmm. It's a combination that gives us the perfect storm, if you will, yeah. in the region. And I really feel that we need we need to go fast now, fast and together. Now, now it's the time for us to conquer the market. I really see the the time that we can we can really be number one in in cloud ERP yeah. in the next coming years in Latin America. Now, a question that I always ask, no matter what we're talking about, is why is this important for customers? Why is Latin American expansion important for customers, not only in the region, but for customers globally? For customers globally, every customer is thinking about, as we were discussing today during Sweet Connect, about their, you know, their control, their, their uh, agility, their visibility. This is something that we were con discussing today, and this is something that we at NetSuite take care about our, of our customers really to enable them to their next step. Mm -hmm. And in terms of enabling them, we need to have a global presence so they can expand their business. We cannot be a lock for them to not expand to all the other countries that they want to expand. So it's kind of the concept of unlocking uh, the suite as well. So we can unlock the countries, if you will, and Ooh, unlock late in America. So that's a really beneficial part for our global customers for us to to speed up in Latin America so they can unlock their operations locally. I want to dive into Latin America in general. Um, what are some specific challenges and barriers to growth in the LAD market? The largest barriers that we have are localization. We are really well known to have toughest localization countries in the region like Brazil, uh, Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, we got it We got it done and we got it across it. So localization is one of the things. We, we also speak two languages, Spanish and Portuguese, with Brazil being Portuguese and all the rest of the region being Spanish. And what people don't realize sometimes is it's a continental region. So flying from south to north of the region to the border, border with the U.S. take us 12 hours. Right. So it's a it's a huge amount of land or a huge territory with different cultures, different people, despite it's all laid in America. There are several countries in the middle. We have the Caribbean islands. We have several different countries with several different cultures that it's, it's not a simple equation for us. And each of the countries that we get into as the localizations are complex, we need to have people capable as well to support and to implement those kind of localizations from from the product perspective. Yeah, and how is NetSuite addressing those challenges? Our teams are really working on, so we have localizations team for Lane America and those specific teams are working day and night to have most countries based on the priorities that we have localized as, as we can. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, with 
all of this and, you know, what we're trying to do, you know, to address the issues with localizations and, you know, with expanding not only, you know, externally across Latin America, but also internally. Um, what goals have you set um, when you came on to lead the, the team here in Latin America? Uh, I had a main goal, which is to be number one. ERP cloud solution based for Latin America. So that's the one that we are pursuing right now. And we are not going to rest until we, we get it done. So, and then we'll find another one and tackle another one. What goals are you striving for um, as we continue to grow across Latin America? Not just to be the number one ERP, but what goals are we striving for? For customers, for prospects, for partners, and so on and so forth. We want to be able to enable more countries for our customers. So definitely this is one of our priorities that we're working right now so they can keep expanding into the region and this will be out of our cloud. Uh, we want our customers to be more successful. So we're bringing different kind of services like ACS, Advanced Customer Support. We're bringing that to the region, hopefully at the beginning of the next calendar year, which will be in Spanish. So that's another really good point that this will enable our customers uh, to give a step forward. We just launched Sweet Success, which was another goal that we had was, was the Financials First Edition. We're looking forward as well to bring another editions of Sweet Success for Mexico itself and then bringing Sweet Success to other countries as well. So those are the next goals that we have. So those little steps that we need to give in order to be able to, to accomplish our larger goal are, are really those tacticals. Sounds like you, I mean, that's amazing. A lot on your plate, but I mean, it's all good stuff. It's all amazing stuff. It, it's all amazing. It's all exci excitement for us. Uh, we, we have a great team now in Lane America. A lot of people with the same vibration that we have locally that, you know, we need to get things done. We need, we need to get this stuff done. So this, yeah. is, this is not, if you will optional this is everybody's dream that that's everybody's dreaming together and whenever you have a full team dreaming together as Lorena said today yeah. it's about dreaming once we dream it once we have the clear goals uh, then we're, we're going to be able to achieve it now to kind of conclude here with your extensive background um, as you talked about in ERP sales what's your message to organizations considering a new business system in general, not just in Latin America, but anyone who's listening in that are considering a new ERP solution? First of all, I think we are in the cloud business is, is the reality, right? So any company considering a ERP, they should consider a cloud-based ERP. Otherwise, they will be, will be needing to re-implement in a couple of years from now. The other thing is we need they need to be really bought in into the project because mm -hmm. our, our largest competitor is no deal, no decision from, yeah. from them. So they need to have that, that very clear, start with a, with a limited scope to be successful very pretty, pretty fast and pretty quick to see uh, the outcome. So once they're live, they'll see the benefits and then they keep growing and growing and growing. So that, that would be my advice to them. Now to drill down, what about um, organizations based in Latin America who are, you know, looking at NetSuite in comparison to other competitors? Um, why should they consider NetSuite? Yeah, I would reemphasize the cloud. So we're we're probably the only vendor that that we are offering this capability at this point, having a truly cloud solution for them. That will be the last ERP that they will be implementing in their lives. 
And more than that, we're bringing now Sweet Success to Mexico, which is really key for them to get live early. Yeah. And then scale as they want with our stairway to heaven. Yeah, I think we need to talk about Sweet Success a little bit because obviously we've talked about it a ton on this um, on this podcast. But I think especially for any you know Latin American prospects that are tuning in, can you just explain Sweet Success in a in an elevator pitch to us? So basically what we did is we took 20 years of experience of over 18,000 customers. Mm -hmm. We took this experience back to our lab, if you will, to our developers. We inserted that into configuration into the product and we bought, we brought that back to our customers as a product. Yeah. So with everything configured, they can go live faster. So that's what sweet sweet uh, success is about and sweet success for us have different flavors yeah. right so if you're a retailer we did a flavor for retailer if you're a services company we have a services vertical because on 80 percent they would all of them like the same right. but with different things right so we took those 80 percent of their heart and put into the solution perfect um, what else can you tell our listeners, prospects, customers about the future of NetSuite and the future of our growth in Latin America? NetSuite in Latin America has a fantastic future. I, I can truly see better than I saw in the past. I really see that we are going to keep investing and evolving. We have so much to do, so much to do. Then when I start to think about what we have to do, it's it's an endless job, if you will. Yeah. And we have a truly committed team to help on that endless job. And, you know, we're a couple years behind the U.S., so that, that vision is being executed. The leadership as well is well known of what we need to do. So I see a bright future for NetSuite in Latin America in the coming years, and we are the perfect market for the solution. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Gus, for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast from Mexico City. Very exciting stuff. And we look forward to all the growth that happens in Latin America in the future. You can count on it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much to Gustavo Musali for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. We look forward to continued growth and success with our customers across the Latin America region. We also want to thank our sponsors over at Hint and Ring, as well as our editors over at Lampstand and all you listeners for tuning in. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.